0: Welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Swans, and today is Monday of the 20th week in Ordinary Time. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all.
1: And with your spirit
0: who have prepared for those who love you good things which no eye can see. Fill our hearts, we pray, with the warmth of your love, so that, loving you in all things and above all things, we may attain your promises which surpass every human desire. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one
2: God forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the prophet ezekiel the word of the lord was addressed to me as follows son of man i am about to deprive you suddenly of the delight of your eyes but you are not to lament not to weep not to let your tears run down groan in silence do not go into mourning for the dead not your turban round your head put your sandals on your feet do not cover your beard do not eat common bread i told this to the people in the morning and my wife died in the evening, and the next morning I did as I had been ordered. The people then said to me, Are you not going to explain what meaning these actions have for us? I replied, The word of the Lord has been addressed to me as follows. Say to the house of Israel, The Lord says this, I am about to profane my sanctuary, the pride of your strength, the delight of your eyes, the passion of your souls, Those of your sons and daughters whom you have left behind will fall by the sword, and you are to do as I have done. You must not cover your beards or eat common bread. You must keep your turbans on your heads and your sandals on your feet. You must not lament or weep. You shall waste away owing to your sins and groan amongst yourselves. Ezekiel is to be a sign for you. You are to do just as he has done. And when this happens, you will learn that I am the Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You have forgotten God who gave you birth. You have forgotten God who gave you birth. You forget the rock who begot you. Unmindful now of the God who fathered you. The Lord has seen this, and in his anger cast off his sons and daughters. You have forgotten God who gave you birth. I shall hide my face from them, he says and see what becomes of them, for they are a deceitful brood, children with no loyalty in them. You have forgotten God who gave you birth. They have roused me to jealousy with what is no God. They have angered me with their beings of nothing. I, then, will rouse them to jealousy with what is no people. I will anger them with an empty-headed nation. You have forgotten God who gave you birth. Alleluia, alleluia. Happy the poor in spirit. The kingdom of heaven is theirs. Alleluia. The Lord be with you.
1: And with your spirit.
2: A
0: reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew.
1: Glory to you, O Lord.
0: There was a man who came to Jesus and asked, Master, what good deed must I do to possess eternal life? Jesus said to him, Why do you ask me about what is good? There is one alone who is good. But if you wish to enter into life, keep the commandments. He said, Which? These, Jesus replied, You must not kill, you must not commit adultery, you must not bring false witness, honour your father and mother, and you must love your neighbour as yourself. The young man said to him, I have kept all these. What more do I need to do? Jesus said, If you wish to be perfect, go and sell all you own and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then, come follow me. And when the young man heard these words, he went away sad, for he was a man of great wealth. The Gospel of the Lord
1: Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ.
0: All right, so I hope we've had a little bit of pity for Ezekiel over these past few days. Um, the Lord's asked him to do some pretty weird things. Um, the Lord's asked him to be quite misunderstood by his fellow Israelites, but it kind of hits a bit of a crescendo today. What what the Lord asks Ezekiel to suffer today is pretty terrible. His his wife dies, and the death of his wife becomes a prophetic sign for the rest of the people because, you know, God forbids Ezekiel to mourn her loss, which, you know, must just be a pain added on top of the pain of her loss. Interestingly, there were restrictions on um, priests uh, mourning their relatives um, they were only allowed to touch the corpses of, of their closest relatives, of, of mother, father, um, unmarried siblings, um, and, and sons and daughters. And, you know, included in that, of course, is, is spouses because, you know, spouses are closer than, than your brothers and your sisters. Um, and the reason why was because they, they needed to remain ritually pure um, in order to continue to offer sacrifices. Uh, so, you know, they couldn't go around, you know, being funeral directors, for example. Um, but, you know, there was a limit that was placed on, on who they could mourn. But, you know, here for Ezekiel, you know, your wife, of course you can go and mourn her. Of course you can go and touch her body. But God gives the prohibition to Ezekiel in this circumstance. But it's not just that he can't touch her body, um, you know, that he can't, you know, mourn her. It's that he's not even allowed to have the outward signs of mourning. You're not allowed to cry publicly. He gets told that he needs to um, knot his turban around his head, um, which sounds a little weird, but um, the custom was that they would cut their hair as a sign of of mourning and and therefore, of course, not not wear a turban, Um, and that a turban was a a, a particularly festive kind of headgear. He gets told that he needs to wear his sandals um, because usually during times of sorrow and in funerals that um, people would go barefoot. Uh, and then he gets told he's not allowed to eat from the common bread, uh, and this is this is an interesting one um, because those who were sent to comfort the mourners would bring f- the food of mourning, um, and it was it was simple food, uh, you know, mostly bread. They weren't permitted to bring you know delicacies or or uh, luxurious foods. The the food of mourning was was simple bread, but you know the idea was that they didn't have to make it for themselves because they were in mourning and that those around would comfort them by bringing them this food. And, I, you know, I suppose we do the same thing these days too, but, but Ezekiel gets told that he's not allowed to have this common bread. He's not allowed to share in public mourning. So having had all these commands in the morning, his wife dies by the evening. And then, of course, you know, everyone looking on... Um, would expect to see these signs of mourning in Ezekiel. And, you know, by the next day, nothing. You know, sandals, turban knotted, not eating the bread of mourning. Ezekiel goes on without a tear in his eye, um, leaving his beard uncovered as God had commanded him because, you know, because, you know the public kind of wailing and crying um, was covered over by your hand. So let's spare a thought for poor Ezekiel, not only suffering the loss of his wife, but now also being forbidden to mourn um, and being forbidden then to be comforted by others. What a terrible burden on top of a burden. Now, I've been a priest for nine years and um, I've celebrated enough funerals to know that not every funeral is as sad as the other one. Um, Not everyone's loss is mourned with um, quite the same vigor, let's say. Um, But Ezekiel's wife is described as being the delight of his eyes. And so there's this kind of tremendous disconnect now between the loss that Ezekiel must feel and his inability to express it openly. And obviously it makes a deep impact on the people, um, they notice that Ezekiel hasn't gone into mourning and, and, and should. And so they ask, well, look, what, what's going on? And then and then Ezekiel, he addresses the word of the Lord to the people. He's like, well, look, my wife was the delight of my eyes, and the Lord has taken her from me, and he will do the same to Israel for her unfaithfulness. The delight of Israel's eyes was the sanctuary You know, the holy part of the temple, the holiest part of the temple, the place of God's dwelling. And all along, Ezekiel's been warning look, you need to stay faithful to God. You need to stay faithful, otherwise, the Babylonians are going to destroy the temple. And there seems to have been this kind of sense of, like, yeah, right, like, God would never let that happen. He'd never let that happen to us. You know, the sanctuary's too precious, it's too great, it's too magnificent. Well, I lost the delight of my eyes. Israel will lose the delight of her eyes. Uh, So why no mourning? Okay, this disaster is about to come upon Israel. Why why are they not allowed to lament? Um, There are a couple of suggestions. Um, The first one is, um, you know, you're not allowed to give your enemies the satisfaction. Um, The Chaldeans apparently are going to gloat when they see Israel go into exile and have their city destroyed. Um, So, you know, don't give them the satisfaction of knowing that you're suffering. You know, I think the more plausible reason uh, for not being allowed to mourn um, is this. You're all going to be mourners. There's going to be no one left to comfort you. There's going to be no one left to bake the common bread of mourning. Everyone is going to go into sorrow, in which case... No one goes into the category of being a mourner. We're all in the same boat. Maybe there's something of that you know, first restriction on, on priests mourning uh, that, that stands behind it a little bit, that you know, the priests need to be there in order to offer the sacrifices and so they need to remain ritually clean. I, I don't know, maybe there's something of that in there too, that in the face of this great disaster, the people need to get back to prayer, to their faithfulness to God, to offering the sacrifices. Maybe there's something in that. But I tell you, I suppose none of that really is especially comforting. It's, it's a very sorrowful reading, and poor Ezekiel does go into quite a terrible suffering. But I suppose one thing that we can say about it, though, is that even in the face of the great tragedies that happen, you know, for Ezekiel, the loss of his wife, and then for Israel, the destruction of the temple, um, in the face of it, Um, God is still God, that he's still the Lord over it all, Uh, and that calls for trust. When we see this whole event of the destruction of the temple in the light of Christ, of course we see that there is one who is greater than the temple who is sent, that's Jesus. That the presence of God is not taken from Israel forever, but in fact is fulfilled in the body of Jesus And we know that when the body of Jesus is destroyed upon the cross, that we wait for the resurrection. So even in the face of these great tragedies, even in the face of these incredible sorrows that appear to be the destruction of everything that we hold dear, God is still God, and he loves us. At the Saviour's command, and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say... we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ.
1: For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever.
0: Let us welcome Christ into our hearts with an act of spiritual communion.
1: My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot, at this moment, receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen.
0: The Lord be with you.
1: And with your spirit.
0: May Almighty God bless you At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain with steadfast faith. You, salvation of the Roman people, know what we need. We are certain that you will provide, so that as you did in Cana of Galilee, joy and feasting might return after this moment of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the Father's will and to do what Jesus tells us.